This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions do apply. So go get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagged, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. And we're brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 uh, for a chance to win a million dollars. And don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. All right, welcome back, DJs. It's time for a Traveler's Recap. And looking forward to uh, the Rocket Mortgage is myself, uh, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, that was a long playoff, man. Yeah, I'm a little perturbed. We were supposed to record about two hours ago, and then just going, ah, nah, 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 nah. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think that's the longest playoff I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I think they said, what, the, it was like 20 years ago, like Tiger was like the last one that even had six. I don't know oh yeah, one. it's uh, him and Old Man Fury, right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. Remember. I wasn't. I was even watching golf back then, so I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that was a interesting playoff. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, but congratulations to Harris English. I know that you're not very fuck happy about that. it. No, fuck him. Like that kid should have won. He lipped out two pots. Like I mean, the whole crowd was going for him. The guy's playing for his fucking job. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you, Harris. Miss a putt. You're like, you got enough money. Like, like, go fuck yourself. Like, you're an asshole. Like, like if I had known somebody, like, if I was in Harris Angle's position and I knew that that guy was playing for his fucking card, I absolutely would miss a fucking putt. I, I guarantee you I would do it on purpose. That's absolutely ridiculous what you just said. No, because, you know, it's the differences between winning and second place. And you, of all people, a degenerate gambler is thinking about another guy instead of how much cash you can make. Come on. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. But fuck Harris English regardless. All right. I know because his last name is English and he buried your Mark Leishman now you to one Why bet on Friday? I know. I was so happy with it. So and then Saturday was Saturday was bad. He missed a couple putts today and he missed a bunch of putts on Friday, too. And it's like they literally just by inches. And I'm like, you fuck. Like, I know. But as, as I annoyingly pointed out on Friday, I'm like, yeah, but how many 20 footers did he also hit? <laughs> yeah. And I said, fuck you with your logic. Right. They, exactly. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, listen, I know you don't like it, but congratulations to Harris English. Uh, don't worry about Kramer Hickok. He's fine. I think he's like 80th in the FedEx Cup standings, and they only have like five events left before the playoffs. He's fine. He's okay. going to keep his card. All right, good. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it went back and forth. And um, I mean, I, I kept saying in the Slack channel, I kept saying to you, like, why the hell are we playing 18 oh, over the worst. and over? Yeah, and that, that's why it went eight holes, because where the pin position was, and then they played 17, too. It's the same thing. Like, birdies are not really possible right. on that hole unless you hit the perfect shot. Like, And it's just like, why wouldn't someone just call an audible after four holes? Like, all right, let's just go to 15. And it's not like it's like on the other side of the golf course, too. Like, right. Literally, the green on 15 is right behind the 18 tee box. I know. You just move everybody way that way. And that's a much more fun hole to have a playoff, too, because you have the water on the left. Yeah. It's an actual birdie hole. Like, it's an actual, like, tee shot, too, that is a little nerve-wracking. Like, Fuck with yeah. the other... Yeah, with 18, it's just like, all right, yeah, I'm in the rough. I can still hit the green. Yeah. But here, it's like, all right, I need to make birdie. If I don't hit a good tee shot, I'm done. Right, exactly. 
And but, uh, the, the shot English hit out of the uh, the bunker, I don't remember what hole it was, but when it was like plugged right up underneath the lip and ended up making par, that was a hell of a shot. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's one of the best up and downs I've ever seen. That was a hell of a shot. Like, yeah, I thought that was, that was uh, the second playoff hole, I think. Yeah, I thought he was done. I was yeah, like, and that was the one that Hickok almost lipped in like the 40 footer. 40 footer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I uh, know, you know, Harris English. He wins. I think he was like 50 to one pre turn yeah. or so. Yeah. So that contributes that like a lot of guys, like 30 to 50 to one, win this a tournament. And somehow I just missed him. I bet a lot of guys in that range. And, well, we talked we talked about it on the pod. It was like he backdoored his way into like a the the top five. And I was like, I'm not right. buying it. Like it was just people melting down. But apparently I was fucking wrong. Shocking. Well, he did what Ches Reby did a couple of years ago, where he had a strong Sunday at the US Open and then parlayed that to win. Yeah. I thought that might have been Russell Henley. Uh, this week, who was kind of the mix before completely imploding. On, uh, that was rough. You know, with a lot of guys imploded uh, that we'll talk about shortly. And yeah, that was a that was pretty frustrating holding the 55 to 1 ticket on Handley. I'm just like, dude, like, make yeah. a pot and then yeah. just complete implosion on 15. I'm like, all right, you're done. Yeah. So, well, I think uh, that's a good transition to uh, the guy who really imploded this tournament. <laughs> Baba. Baba. Who seemed like everybody bet this week. Yep. Because it's, oh well he won three times at Travelers. Well, he's, well just bet on this, you know, the win of fourth. Derp 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 derp. So I mean I feel bad for the people who bet on him because it's just like what happened last week with Bryson. He looked like he had a firm grasp of that title. Uh, I bet Bubba this morning because I didn't want to have FOMO about <laughs> the entire industry betting Bubba. And so I want at least a little piece of that. And uh, yeah, I am actually prolonging a little more of my losses this week, uh, you know, because his mother failed outright and I didn't hit a single positional prop either. Thankfully, I went four and oh in uh, matchups, which uh, that's took a little sting off. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was uh, quite the implosion by Bubba. Um, it was insane. Like as soon as he I think it was what, 13 was it? Yeah, 13, 13 hit that weird iron. Oh, yeah, the five iron like we're, yeah. we're like way short, like into the right like what the i don't even know what the hell he was trying to do i i think that was a miss hit and then he played a weird like try to bump and run from like 100 yards away <laughs> yeah like, that didn't make much sense no he just melted down yeah and then he hit the tree on 14 hit in the water in 15 he got fucking bat. lucky he got lucky with that tree that he, like he got lucky that could have should have been way worse yeah that that, that should have been heading towards the railroad tracks yeah yeah, yeah. and then Put in the water in 16 yeah. or on 15 and then put in the water again on 17. He was yeah. done. Yes. He had dropped from coverage very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. So um, I guess everybody will just bet him again next year. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's let's say he played pretty well. Uh, he showed a little form last week. Um, I don't know. There's not really much to say. Nah, I don't like whatever. It was a, it was a hell of a fucking implosion though. It was crazy just watching it, and you could see it happening. Like, oh, oh, this is gonna go real bad, real fast. Like, yeah, I, I, somebody <laughs> in our in our slide channel had Bubba, I think fifty to one, Ugh. and uh, we, we were going back and forth a little bit. I I, I mentioned as soon as he hit the tram fourteen, I'm like, why? Well, I, I I said before that, I'm like, he played thirteen really weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's yeah, going okay. on? What was that? Yeah, yeah, and then he hit the tram fourteen. I'm like, Bubba's leaking oil, and. Then it was like, you know, Exxon Valdez right there. <laughs> well, don't, don't you know, Steve, that Bubba has an imagination with golf shots? If I heard that one more fucking time today, I was going to smash my goddamn TV. Like, yes, I get it. He fucking makes he makes ridiculous shots, takes weird lines. I get it. You don't have to tell it to me every fucking hole. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick went to have it. Yes, we fucking know. Stop talking. Well, luckily, I actually had the sound down. 
Uh, you know, so I just watched my eyes, the implosion. That was nice. So, nice. uh, why don't we get the DFS report card? We'll save. Cause I know there's a bunch of guys you probably want to bury this week and we'll go through the full rundown of the field, go over the pricing tiers, see what worked, see what didn't, how guys did so forth. So let's start with the $10,000 range. So, uh, no one was about 20%. Uh, two highest owners, highest owned guys are Patrick Cantlay at about 17 and a half percent and Bryson just under 17. Um, I mean, the b- best guy in this range was the least owned guy, which surprise, surprise, you know, contrarian word. Bruce yep. Kapka. I, I mean, he had a hell of a weekend. He did. Yeah. I mean, he struck the ball great. Like if this was. If he had a better Saturday, like, like if he had a better Saturday, he, he would have had real shot. Hmm. No, definitely. I mean, he had 65 today. Um, same thing lately, though. Like, he hit the ball great, did not putt very well. But if this was a week before a major, like, he tends to do this stuff. Like, like if he finishes, like, top 10 before the major, that that's when he has, like, the real shot to win. Yeah. Like, the ones is like, the miscut. That's like, okay, maybe he's see him as, like, top 10. But it's nice to see him show pretty well. I think this is his last start before the Open. The open. It is, yep. yeah. Yep. Now he's going to go two weeks in the dark and then head over there. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I think the only thing other of note, like, so everybody else finished 20th or worse in DraftKings scoring. Um, I think the only other highlight here is Patrick Reed hit the ball great again, but he lost like 0. 0.7 strokes putting. Which is insane. I know. And I think he actually, I think he did this in Memorial too. Like he hit the ball really well there and he didn't really putt very well. So he he's playing next week at Rocket Mortgage. He has a decent mm. finish there, I think, two years ago. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm interested to see what the odds are. I mean, I, it's not a very strong field, so he's probably going to be like 18. Yeah, I I might go back to the well on him again. We'll see. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, uh, other than that, though, DJ he finished 21st in scoring, but he was pretty bad. Most yeah, it, was a non, it was a non-factor. Yeah, Cantlay wasn't a factor either. Bryson was was only 40th in scoring, even though he finished, like, top 20, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was not. Yeah. He didn't make any birdies. So, no. all right, $9,000 range. Um, Shock was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abe Answer, 25%, third in scoring. Uh, <laughs> what, what a fucking, what a story from Answer, too. Like, how awesome is that? Make the cut on the number. Yeah. Get a backdoor top five. Get an ace. Like, I mean, the the chalk paid off with the answer. I actually thought my answer ticket was live at one point today. I was like, holy shit. I was like, he's only two shots off. And he's he's through 14. I was like, I was like, if he can post 13, I was like, we'll be all right. Like, that's why I thought. I thought Leishman was going to post 14, but he didn't. No, unfortunately, sir. No. Um, Paul Casey was 17th in DraftKings scoring somehow this week. And he was like 40th. Yeah, I mean, he must have made a lot of birdies. He did. He made a shit ton of bogeys, too, though. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm seeing about one and a half strokes ball striking per round loss over a stroke putting. Mm-hmm. Just typical Paul Casey. Typical Casey. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, he was 29% owned in this GPP. So, yeah, it worked out for him. Other than that, though, this was a pretty ugly range. Uh, my big short Scotty Scheffler was pretty bad today. Uh, he helped me cash a Patrick Reed over Scheffler matchup. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, Joaquin Nemo was a big disappointment, too. Um, he hit the ball like crap. It might be time to get for me to get off him. Yeah. Uh, and then the bomb this range was ugly. So yeah, Kevin Streelman at about 14%. He missed the cut. Tony Fino stunk. Tony Fino is broken. He really is. The ball striking was bad and the putting was bad. He has not been the same since he lost that playoff to Homa at uh, all. He Well, he did finish top 10 at the PGA and the Masters. 
Uh, but it, was, it wasn't like a real top 10. No, he wasn't really in the mix. Right. So he's been bad the last two. I don't think he's playing this week. That I think we might see him at the Scottish Open in a couple weeks. I won't be betting that. Well, we're going to be covering it. So I'm not um, betting him, I mean. Not betting him. That's that. true. Oh, I'm 100% betting the Scottish Open. If we're covering it, I'm betting it. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh, and then Matthew Wolf, uh, you were right. Yeah. Uh, that That was too cute by me. Yeah, well, so just, 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 yeah. I mean, that course was a, a fit for him. Haven't seen him in two months. I was like, I got to see a little more. And whew, yep, he's still broken, he's which bad. sucks, man. Like, like I used to like really root for him, man. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, well, I mean, now we go to a course we finished second at last year. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. It's, it'll, I'll be I'll be interested to see where the pricing is. It's a weaker field. I'm guessing he's going to be about the same price where he was. Think so? I think so. I, it's not a very good field next week. I know. So all right, let's move to that eight thousand dollar range. This range killed it. Yeah. Uh, there's only one guy which we will talk about right at the end uh, that's near and dear to your heart that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Harris English won it, AU 200 bucks. Brian Harmon was ninth in scoring. And Scott had a good weekend. He was 15th in scoring. Mark Leishman had a good weekend. He was fourth in scoring. Uh, we talked about Bubba imploding, so it was 18th. Um, yeah, Cam Smith inside the top 30 in scoring. Charlie Hoffman was about 33rd. Russell Henley, he imploded today, but he was 32nd. Even Justin Rose made some noise on Friday. We posted God, it was seven under. Shoot eight under, yeah, seven or eight under. I know. He he started off your week pretty poorly too. Yeah, I don't know if you guys talk about that real quick. No, because fucking I listened to like I listened to fucking Nagels tell me he's fucking broken and he's fucking injured, and I, of course I fucking lay a huge fucking head-to-head matchup uh, against fuck Keegan versus fucking him, and then Keegan comes out and just absolutely guts me. Yeah, guts me. Oh, I'm not sure. Missing, he was missing fucking three foot putts. I'm not like, sure. I know if that's Nagel, I'm not sure if that's Nagel's fault or your fault. Actually, I know it's not Nagel's fault. I mean, come on. He was just speculating based on how a guy was moving. Uh, uh, no, I listen. I even that, that's that. that that's your fault on jumping the gun on that. that that's fine. fine. <laughs> OK, but the only guy in this range really busted. Is Siwoo Kim. I know. And I I I take responsibility. I tried talking you into him this week. <laughs> And I did, to my demise and your demise. Yeah, he's the one who busted my parlay. I had a five golfer parlay. I threw like twenty five bucks on. I would have hit like seven hundred and fifty bucks, and that fucking asshole couldn't do shit. You know how many strokes putting he lost in two rounds? Oh God, uh, six and a half. That nah, wasn't that bad. Four point four. That's still fucking. That's terrible. really bad. That's really bad. You cannot make that. And the ball striking was bad too. So. Um, I thought he was back. He was playing pretty well heading in. Yeah. I don't think he's playing this week either. I don't even know if he's in the the open. I don't think he is in the open, is he? I don't know. I'd have to go check. There's a lot of weird exemptions with that. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move down to the $7,000 range. And Chalk did not work here. No. So your three most popular guys were, in order, <laughs> Keegan Bradley, 18.6%, bust. Ricky Fowler, not back. 18.3%. That's uh that's that's uh that is a terrible call by me. Terrible call. <laughs> and uh, 
Hey, your boy, your boy even cheerleaded me from like not backing down uh, when you tried to bully me out of the take uh, on the initial pod <laughs> in Slack. Oh, he, yeah, was like, right. he was like cheerleading me. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I didn't back down. I was like, fuck, I should have backed down. <laughs> well, I mean, it played out right to how we called it. I said the last time you talked about a player like this who you previously just dumped on and then started like, it was Tommy Fleetwood for the players. That's true. We know how that ended. Yeah, that's very true. So I guess the question is, are you going to be going back to Ricky anytime soon? Uh, probably not. Okay. Not, not even this week when everybody's going to be off him again. At, at his flagship event, the Rocket Mortgage. You know, oh, I, I so, oh, God, I hate The activation open. The, the commercials are so bad. Rocket Mortgage commercials are so bad. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to see where they hang the number. <laughs> I mean, he lost 2.7 shows ball striking. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not, not great, great, Bob. That's not great, Bob. No. Not great. And then Gria was fifteen point six percent. He was bad too. But I mean, other than that, though, I mean, you listen. You went back to your boy Guido. He's eleventh nope. in scoring. Nope. He, was he made a nice good. little made a nice little charge. Yeah, Sam Burns was fine over the weekend. He was thirty six. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, he, I like I like to have he was standing for his boy too at the end. That was I was gonna, say, I was gonna say I was like he's fucking he's literally got more airtime during the, during the fucking playoff coverage than he did the whole week. All right, there you go. Um, we both are we like Ches Revy this week. He was he had a good uh, weekend. He was twenty seventh in scoring. He missed by one stroke cash in the top twenty for me though. That kind of yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah, and then right below him in the in the ownership was Jason Day and. Uh, Listen, he finished 13th in scoring, but that I, I don't know if I want to see him play golf. Yeah, it's 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 excruciating. Well, it yeah. looks it looks painful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like, dude, like stop. <laughs> like like you can't even his motion to get into the cup to pick up the ball. I'm like, oh my god, man! Like please, like stop. What's <laughs> like, that? What's that kids movie Zootopia? Have you ever yeah, seen? It? Yeah, yeah, you know you know the sloths like work at the DMV. Yeah. That's Jason Day That's picking true. up a ball out of, the, out of the cup. That's true. Yeah, it is. I, I he's got to get the same back surgery Tiger got. I think it's it's about time. Yeah, I would say that. It was it was it, it was nice to see him play well on Friday though. It it was. I mean, it's but it was pretty painful on the weekend. It was. So, but listen, he was I think like five percent owned. He would have worked out for anybody to use him. And then uh, Kevin Kisner one percent owned. God, what a day scoring. today! That only from today, like I know. He, Fucking no, and like he's been struggling for a while, and I was kind of hoping to see some signs with the ball striking. It wasn't really that; it was all putting this week. Yeah. And I think he finished like top five last year at the Rocket Mortgage. He's going to need it's a, it's, a, it's a short track, so it is. And we'll talk about it in a little bit how there's a lot of comparisons between the Travelers and Rocket Mortgage, but yeah, it's, it's going to need to hit a little better though. So who won? The right. for, who won? The, who won the fucking? Last year was it Bryson. Bryson, yeah, okay. it was okay. it was preview of Wingfoot. It was Bryson one. That's right. That's right. Okay. Matthew Wolf two. All right, under seven thousand um, dollars. Bunch, I mean, bunch, no bunch one, of winners down here. Yeah, there were. But I mean, but I mean, no one was Nobody above six percent. Um, Satoshi Kadira got off to a good start. He finished thirtieth in scoring. Uh, I liked Hank Lebiota. Did I have any shares on him? No, I didn't. But I liked him. But I you did it. like him. You did say it. I did. So he's fifth in scoring. Uh, I forgot Seamus. Pa- he was a late ad. I forgot Seamus Power is actually in the field. So he was yeah. ninth in scoring. Yeah, that he's was. Someone to, he's someone to watch next week. Yeah, that was somebody who, uh, who if I had known him in the field, I would have talked about. Because once again, if I don't talk about Seamus Power, I feel my people. So right. Yeah, he, he was 19th in scoring. He hit the ball great this week. I mean, he's nope. definitely someone to watch next week at uh, Rockets Mortgage. Same thing with Sepp Straka. He seems like he's playing a little better lately. He's 22nd in scoring. He's played Rocket Mortgage really well, too, his first two years. He hit the ball great this week. That's someone I'm hoping he's priced up in 
like the low 7,000s. So he's kind of buried around other guys. If he's going to be high six again, like everybody's going to go to him mm-hmm. just because of how they built the lineup. So we'll see what the pricing is. Um, Andrew Putnam had, I think, a good day. He's 25th in scoring. Uh, Bryce Garnett, uh, oh. nice little run today. Yeah. Uh, 0.4% owned Bryce Garnett. He was seventh. And then like a bunch of junk down here. Mark Hubbard, quarter percent. 12th in scoring. My boy, Bo Hostler. 10th in scoring. Did I have any shares of Bo Hostler this week? None. You, you did not, sir. I did not. Not even a top 20 on him. I usually put the top 20 on Bo Hostler if I'm feeling him, and I didn't. I'm not sure really what was going on. Uh, stupid, stinky J.B. Holmes, 16th in scoring. 2%. Uh, Jim Herman, who had an ace today. Uh, dude, the, the Hermanator got some coverage, man. He did. He had an ace. Yeah, dude, he, was he got some scoring. Who was he patented with today? Because uh, oh, Hank Lebiota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I saw a bunch of Herman. That dude creeps me out on the greens. I don't know why. Yeah, and then do you know? And then Kramer Hickok, his ownership in this GPP, 06 percent. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Just, just shows that golf is just a game of skill, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It's, it's so easily predictable. So, absolutely. Exactly. What's so, English's ownership at? Uh, oh, he was like twenty four percent. He was one of the most popular players in the in the game this week. Yeah, like I mean, like that playoff did not swing any of the scoring because, like, even though Hickok and English were both sca- sharing, you know, first place right, points, right, right. like three people had Hickok in that team, <laughs> so yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. So um, that's it. Why don't we put this to bed and uh, why don't we take a short break? All right, sounds good. Well, listen, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. All right. All right, let's talk about the Rocket Mortgage. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about who's in the field first. Um, <laughs> we touched on it earlier. Bryson DeChambeau is the big fish in this field. Uh, he won but, it last his, year. His number's going to be what, eight? Uh, yeah, for sure. Eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even though he hasn't really been playing all that great, like defending champion, and as when I get to the notables, it's kind of yes. ugly. Right. So, um, I mean, it, it's... I don't expect him. I expect him to play the same strategy as last year. Uh, we'll talk about why that worked. Um, but yeah, he's going to be the big favorite. Probably eleven two win DraftKings, eight to one. You know, pre tournament. Um, and this more knows in the field. Uh, Webb Simpson is playing this event. He played well in this tournament last year. He he could use a good result coming up. I'm sure he could. He's not I know. Well, I know. I know you don't like him. He's <laughs> on my bad side. Yeah, he's on my. Of course, he's on my bad side. Yeah, I mean, he he was what? He bad, he's he bad Tory. I mean, this this is a web golf course, though. He stinks. All right, fine. Oh, We're man. gonna have disagreeing opinions on him then this week. Uh, Patrick Reed, who I mentioned earlier, who hit the ball really good at Travelers, did not putt very well. He's in the field this week. Uh, I mentioned Ricky Fowler, Rocky Mortgage Ambassador. He's in the field. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, who I'm gonna have to be tased in, in order not to bet this week. <laughs> Uh, he's in the field. Uh, Sung JM, who I am now three weeks sober. <laughs> he's in the field. Uh, Will Zalatoris in the field, too. Maybe this is ooh. Will Zalatoris' first. Yeah, ooh, I love that. Ooh, yeah, and then uh, Bubba Revenge Tour. No. Uh, he's here. And then Hideki's also here, too. But other than that, though, it's it's not very good. Damn. So, you know, Lashley's, you know, is Lashley playing? Yeah, of course. He's a, fending, he's a former champ. But, I mean, that's not notable, though. 
No, no, no. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just clicking around some shit, and I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, it's really good on this golf course. No, it's, it's like, it's these, it's these guys, and basically just the middle tier of the PGA Tour. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more Kramer Hickox, basically. I'm gonna need you to just go to PGAtour.com and look at the fucking photo of Harris English. Yeah, he looks off on the front page. He, oh. he is, he is more of a serial killer than Cantlay at this point. That is the creepiest. Fucking photo I have ever seen of someone holding a trophy. Hold on. Just go to pjtour.com. It's right on right on right in front. That's not so bad. I've seen worse. Are you serious? Yeah, I've seen worse. It's just it's a bad angle. It's he is he is a serial killer. Whenever you look at whenever somebody is like face on with the camera, no one looks very look good. at those beady little eyes, man. I mean, I'd be more concerned with that double chin, chubby cheeks. He's listen, got there. listen. Maybe uh, I'm not so sensitive to that. That's why I have a beard, sir. You get to cover cover it a little bit. <laughs> it's not the most. It's not the most flattering angle for him. Yeah, it's the dead eyes that get me, man. I don't like that, and the weird smile. Right. Okay, let's get back to the bridge, though. <laughs> Sorry. So let's talk about the Detroit Golf Club. So this is a private club built in 1899 by William Farron, but. Um, in 1913, Donald Ross, who everybody knows about, legendary golf course architect, he was brought in to survey the land. And basically, the club owners were like, how can we improve the place? And he's like, well, the first thing is you need to borrow my, buy more land and actually expand this from a six-hole rinky-dink course to a full 36-hole track. And that's what they did. They bought uh, land from the city, expanded south. They created a north course and a south course. And that's where it is today. So for this tournament... Um, they changed the routing a little bit to kind of make it more of, I guess, well, I don't really know why they did, did it for the front nine. Um, maybe just how to fit the fans there, but like, basically they're going to start off on the eighth hole on the North course, and then they're going to go play the ninth and they're going to play the third hole on the, or the first one on the South. That'll be the third. And then they play in order, uh, the rest of the time. So the golf course is just over 7,300 yards. Um, the greens are about 5,100 square feet in area. That's a little smaller in PG Tour average. Uh, these are bent POA greens, just like last week. Uh, they're about the same size greens as the Travelers, too. They run about 12 in the set meter. Again, kind of like the Travelers, runs about the same speed. So when I think, when you look at this golf course, though, and I, and I post a couple of interesting videos that is definitely worthwhile, especially one. It's it's totally golf architecture nerdy. Like, is that, the one, like, is that the one you texted me that I haven't watched? Yeah, yet? They're like, okay. they're, I'll watch it. They're, they're talking about like the, the types of lawnmowers that they're mowing, like the greens or like how they apply like the sand in order to like, you know, to the greens and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's it's totally up my alley. It's not up your alley, but it's got some useful stuff. But like, you know, some Donald Ross quirks, like some things about the the uh, the golf course. But when I think of Donald Ross and Donald Ross is very near and dear to my heart growing up in Rochester, New York, because all the great golf courses in our area is Donald Ross designs. You got Oak Hill, you got Country Club of Rochester, you got, you know, uh, Monroe Golf Club, which has a very good amateur tournament they have every year. Dustin Johnson won that tournament one year, by the way. Um, like, and when I think about Donald Ross, it's different from the Donald Ross down in Florida, where you are. I mean, those are like your typical, like, you know, Southern Bermuda tracks. No. You know, here it's parklands, it's narrow fairways, it's Thick like ryegrass rough. It's trees going all the way down. It's small greens. And it's just like, you know, you have inconvenient fairway bunkers. Like like when I look at Detroit Golf Club, it basically feels like home for me. Really? Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, this looks exactly like all the classic golf courses are like four miles from my house that I can walk yeah. to basically. That I'm that I'll never be allowed in because I don't make enough money. Oh. So. 
But um, no, like it's 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 like very tight. It's very tree lined. Um, and I also want to think about Donald Ross golf course. I think about their par threes. Um, you know, Donald Ross par three. Like the classic one is like the short, like 150 yard par three with the tabletop green and like deep bunkering around the sides there. And he's yeah. got two of them on this golf course. He's got number five and number 16 uh, that basically are just like like it shows with him. And they've kind of stood the test of time that you don't need to have like 250 yard par threes in order to be challenging. Sometimes just having like a quadrant green a quadrant small green that's raised with bunkers deep on the side there where you can put, you know, like tucked pin positions. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only 150 yards, you can actually challenge the guys. So those look pretty cool. I mean, it's it's but for a PGA Tour setup, though, it's a little too classic. Like everything is basically right in front of the player. It's right. dead straight mouth of holes. Like most of them are going north, south, directionally too. Like there's not really a whole ver- variety of like maybe one course goes towards the northwest and it swings around the other way. It's basically north, south army golf the whole time. Okay. Um, so that kind of is why, and I'll just go right into the betting strategies right now, just like what you want to look for. Well, listen, before we do that, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, listen, when do you need to chill? Today, I needed to chill watching Mark Leishman holding that 90 to 1 ticket. Uh, I was trying very hard not to start drinking early, but uh, I decided, uh, listen, I need to be able to count my nerves, and I reach for a Coors Light. Uh, so listen, uh, with these days, everything is always go, go, go. It's a Sunday. Um, you know, it's nonstop, but a nonstop hustle all the time. Starting tomorrow, work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn Blue when the beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So, Coors Light is the only one I choose when I need to unwind. So, when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly and Instacat. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. All right. All right. Where was I? Oh, okay. What to look so, for? So there's only been two tournaments that have been played at the Detroit Golf Club, but already we're kind of seeing some trends about like what works there. So, kind of like last week at the Travelers, there's a high percentage of fairways hit. Now you wouldn't think that because it's very narrow, it's tree lined, but uh, through two years, about you know the average fairways hit by the field is about 65. percent That's above average for PGA Tour standards. I think the reason why is, um, you know, in the summer here, we kind of get a little more thunderstorms. Fairways can be a little softer. I think the fairways are going to, you know, like basically when the ball hits the ground, it's going to stop. But another thing, too, is like because it's not a very long golf course, it's 7,300 yards, but it's par 72. Mm-hmm. And a lot of par fours aren't very long. Most guys are clubbing down. They're trying to get the optimal, like, you know, short iron range into these greens. So. A lot of fairways being hit. Guys are hitting short irons from the fairways. And the greening regulation rate here is actually pretty high, too. It's about 72%. God damn. Which, yeah. The, the PG Tower is 66. So, and just because guys are hitting from the fairway and guys are just having scoring clubs in their hand, they're peppering greens. And this comes in, it, and this kind of turns into a putting contest. Now, you would probably think about how I described it. Like, you know, like in the video I, I posted, too, the flyover, it said, like, every time the guy was, you know, with his voiceover, he kept saying, oh, well, accuracy is really important here. And you would think, like, everything's dead straight. Mm. You know, you just want your short knockers. You want your Brendan Todd's. You want your Kevin Kisses, all that <laughs> stuff. Right. 
Well, then you look at the leaderboard last year, and Matthew right. Bryce and DeChambeau just separate themselves. Yeah. And it, it's what I just talked about earlier. This golf course is a little too classic. And where the bunkers are, if Bryce you're a big over. hitter, you just hit over everything. Yeah. Or, like... Everything is dead straight. And sometimes with like dead straight holes, it kind of narrows like those bombers focus a little bit where like they just like they just have a lot of things to aim for and they just hit towards that. And just with how golf technology is nowadays, like the ball just flies straighter. The golf clubs are more forgiving. Like even if it's an off center hit, it's not going to go too far offline. Like this is definitely a place you can whale away. So when I think about well, the first thing you can think about with this tournament is like, what are tournaments where, like last week, guys are hitting a lot of fairways, guys have a lot of short irons in the greens, it turned a little bit of a putting contest. Well, Travelers last week, I think there's a lot of things you can use from last week or work this week. You can also go back to the same comp courses we used last week, Pebble Beach, Shriners, American Express, 3M Open, John Deere Classic. I think those are good comps to use for this. None of them are all very long. Uh, all of them have, you know, High rates of fairways hit where guys hit short irons under pretty receptive greens. Those are fine leaderboards to look at. And then as far as like a player profile, obviously, if you're a shorter hitter, if you have trouble keeping in the fairway, you're basically dead. Uh, I mean, this is four inch ryegrass rough. If you're a short hitter and you don't have the club at speed to hack out of it, you're pretty much toast. But if you're a short hitter, everything's right out in front of you. If you, you know, if you're pretty accurate, you're fine. And if you got some length, as long as you're not missing like wildly, you can gouge out with a wedge and you can get it to the green. And then at that point, kind of sucks to handicap a tournament like this, turns into a putting contest. So, you know, you kind of look at some of the guys who have done well here, um, you know, in each of their appearances. You know, Nate Lashley won here in 2019. He's definitely not a long hitter, but he's pretty accurate. You know, you got Matthew Wolf has played this tournament pretty well twice. Victor Hoblin played this, you know, twice pretty well. Uh, and then you got short knockers like Snedeker, Poston, Ryan Armour, Brian Stewart. So it is a tournament where everybody is live. You just have to look at each of their profiles and treat them differently. So, like, you know, if they're a bomber, you're probably fine. I mean, it can go very poorly, but they have a higher ceiling, probably a short knocker. But the short knocker, as long as they're accurate and they're good with their scoring irons and they're good putters, they probably have a good chance of success here, too. Okay. That's all I got. That's it? That's it. It's pretty simple. It's the same formula as last week. There's not really a whole lot to this tournament. I mean, listen, it's a weaker field. It's going to be a putting contest. There's really not a whole lot you can really add to it. Yeah. I mean, I was I was kind of just scrolling through and seeing if any names are jumping out at me. Your boy Sun Kang is going to play again. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> he's going to make the cut. You know, he's going to make a little run on Friday and then just be the worst player in golf Saturday, Sunday. Hey, but listen, at least he makes a run on Friday. I, it's funny you said that. I actually noticed that again this week. I was like, man, I was like, maybe I should start trying to, like, it, it, except nobody hangs a fucking Sun Kang matchup. <laughs> it's just, it's nobody, nobody hangs that shit. No, they don't. So, I mean, is that, is that all we got? For this tournament? Yeah, that's it. It's, 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 there's not really a whole lot to describe. It is a classic golf course that's all right in front of you, that's short, that is going to be a putting contest. All right. Well, listen. That's it. Uh, I, listen I, 
This is what I got to do then. Listen, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets to find the best odds on the NBA championship and the Stanley Cup futures when you buy them directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Then offer a price that you think is fair? Then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with a click of a button, and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much the ticket is worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased the Milwaukee Bucks championship future for $150 when they were down one zip over the Nets, then resold it for a G after the Bucks won Game 7. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cap. Go to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And make sure to head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. And you can use that free $25 to enter the Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for free for a shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly. And it's not just the NFL. They get the NBA, MLB, and more. And underdog promo, UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million bucks. Boom. Housekeeping done. All right. All right. So I guess... Uh, Let's guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, fuck Harris English for ruining my 90 to 1 ticket. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, fuck it. I guess uh, we'll be back on uh, on Tuesday for uh, for our DFS and uh, gambling show. And uh, we're, we're going to get a fucking winner this week. We're going to get another winner this week. You know, I mean, we got Rom. That was a short number. We need, we need, a, we need another winner to, to fatten the pockets a little bit. So for myself, Boston Cap, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shimmer. Talk to you, DJs, on fucking Tuesday.